Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, this is James Arkazinski with Adventist Frontier Missions. On occasion, I get to visit some of the projects and videotape some of the progress that they're making. I had the opportunity in December to visit the Panjari Project in Benin, West Africa. While I was there, I was graciously hosted by missionaries Susie and Fidel Baldwin Notahue. This project is relatively new, and they've been there about two years. Since then, they've seen their church grow from about one family to about 62 members, with a main church in the city of Tengeta, with three branch churches in the villages of Tatanga, Guande, and Nanagade. Today, I'd like to give you a brief sketch of missionary Susie Baldwin. I call this story Beninois. I'm sitting on a stick chair, handcrafted by local villagers using only branches and nylon cord, in missionary Susie Baldwin's kitchen while she travels to town to get a new set of tires and to replace all four sets of brakes. The roads are rough on vehicles here, and that's pure understatement. Meanwhile, let me offer you a brief sketch of this solid, Jesus-loving, frontier missionary. Susie is a practical, God-fearing, gracious woman with a hint of stubbornness and a sense of justice who can talk your ears off given the chance. The ease of her conversation belies her somewhat shy personality, yet this is perfectly balanced by her husband's gregarious, outgoing disposition. Susie can squeeze a dime out of a piece of granite. For example, she calculated that the amount of peanut butter she could buy from the marketplace packaged in individually wrapped corners of sandwich bags, looking somewhat like brown frosting a cake decorator might use, and holding about two to three servings in each bag, is cheaper than buying a whole jar of this ground-up legume. PBJ sandwich, anyone? Pinch a corner of the bag and squeeze. Voila! Easy spread peanut butter. All one needs to do is to add a bit of citron jam to add a flavor of citrus with a hint of mint taste. That is, if you're strong enough to open the dried out and practically glued shut lid of the jam jar. A week ago, it took all of the strength of my American hands to hold the jar, while Susie used her vice-grip African-tempered fingers to power crank the crusty lid. It didn't work. Later, however, the next twist sweetly opened the jar. Susie is frugal in all areas of her life. You ask for too much? She walks away. Cheaper in another market? Stock up there. Can't afford it? Well, this is Africa. One makes do with what one has. Susie loves animals, and the animals she takes care of love her in return. In her kitchen, she placed three large plastic boxes housing new hatchlings of chicks and ducklings. She will lean over the boxes and talk to them with soothing words and chirps. They chirp and peep in response and run to the side where she stands. 
One chick excitedly spins around in circles, with its head cocked up at an odd angle. She picks them up and cuddles them against her cheek. It's no wonder that once they are grown, the chickens do not run from her, but they allow Susie to pick them up and pet them. It's the same with the cats, dogs, and other farm creatures. They all seek her attention. Jesus is her constant companion. She hums hymns and other Christian tunes throughout the day as she performs her daily chores, cooks, drives, or works on tasks related to the Panjari project. Though in truth, all of these are project-related. A missionary life is just that, life. Everything one does revolves around Jesus and being a witness for him. Whether washing a barely balancing stack of dirty dishes, using water that she collected from the well, and later rinsing them with clean bleach water, or sloshing a washing plunger up and down in the bucket full of dusty, sweat-soaked clothing into which she placed her favorite detergent that easily dissolves stains, Susie listens to a dramatized version of the Bible on the Kindle that she places in a small junior-sized backpack strapped to her shoulders. Susie lives a tough life by most American standards, but it's a satisfying one that she lives cheerfully. Were she born into the 18th century, she would feel completely at home. And though her house does employ some solar power, this is usually just enough to charge the batteries for computers and flashlights, with enough left over for her to communicate with her colleagues and friends via the internet she subscribes to via a local cell phone service. By 8.30 p.m., house lights flicker and the power shuts down. She has a spacious kitchen and a living room with which to host guests, and she's a gracious host when they do drop by. Currently, there's no running water, but Susie gets what she needs from town and hauls it in five-gallon yellow containers to her home. In Sabbath school and church, she leads out in songs and with the children's programs. She also heads up the local Pathfinder Club, which recently held its seventh or eighth meeting. They are now memorizing the names of the books of the Bible. Whether explaining in fine detail local Benin customs, gluing one into a morsel from her past, sharing a tidbit from the off-the-grid homesteaders survival site on YouTube, or expanding one's insight into a historical nugget she gleaned from the History Channel online, Susie often lets out a cheerful laugh, subconsciously noting the humor of the situation in which she describes. Susie is full of joy. When asked about the successful growth of the Panjari project, Susie's quick to respond, prayer. The Panjari project has grown over the course of a year from one family to a city church in Tangeta and three branch churches in the villages of Tatanga, Gwande, and Nanagare, with a total membership of 62. Prayer is the engine that propels the Panjari project forward as her husband Fidel and Bible workers personally visit with the villagers, explaining how to break the curse these indigenous people feel that has been burdening them for over a century and a half. (music) 
Susie spends much time on her knees, pleading for the people of this region of Benin. She and her husband built into their new home a prayer chapel off to the side of their bedroom. Their wraparound porch completely surrounds their farm home, but stops short where the chapel resides. A table covered with a white cloth and a few books written in French greets one as he or she enters the blessed room. Inside to the right sits a wide wooden chair with a comfortable cushion for reading. Below is a throw rug for kneeling and a small 18-inch table that holds a Bible open to the last passage read. On the opposite wall are three cut-out pictures of places from around the world. This devotional room was from the beginning included in the plans for their dwelling. It's an easy step or two away from their bed. One simply needs to flip up the mosquito net and slip into the room for prayer. This is not to say that this is the only place they pray. On the living room couch, beside the kitchen desk, in the cab of the Toyota Hilux, on the back porch, under a tree in the farm, on the floor of the bedroom, in the church or in a village home, are all places Susie and Fidel talk with God. He is their companion, day or night, here or there. At church, each service offers the people an opportunity to talk with God in a group setting. And the people here pray simple, yet elegant, prayers. They state what God has done for them, saving one from two scorpions that might have bitten her, healing another's family member from sickness, or enjoying the blessing of a better voice each time this particular member comes to church. Everyone is given the chance, and nearly all of them pray. Well, there's much more to say about this missionary living in the African bush, but suffice it to say that she loves God with her whole heart and that she has a deep passion for the people of Benin. She lives as they do. She loves them dearly. She is, in her heart and soul, Benin Wa. As Susie prays for the Penjari, add your prayers for her and the people she serves. Well, I enjoyed spending my time with Susie and Fidel, videotaping their activities and observing their actions. Susie said it was fun and wonderful to have me over for a month and it was kind of like having her brother stay with her. It actually was my honor. And yes, it was also like living with my sister too. Both Susie and Fidel gave me wonderful hospitality that I will never forget. I would like to share with you a few experiences that I did not include in the previous story. I spent over a month there and I needed a haircut badly. So Susie gave me her broken electric shears and said I could use it if I could fix it. So I got a screwdriver, I tightened a few screws, I cleaned and oiled it and it worked. But after a few minutes of my fumbled attempts at cutting my hair and blending the sides, she had pity on me and stepped in. Apparently, Susie's mom is a hairdresser. As she toyed with the tool, Susie would remember what her mom would do. Well, my mom did it this way, and then she would cut my hair in the same fashion. It actually turned out great. 
Thank you, Susie. We spent a lot of time in the four-wheel drive Toyota Hilux, traveling from town to town, city to city, and even from country to country. We were careful not to drive at night because of the bandits, but we still had to be careful for other dangers. In one town we drove through, we saw some people marching in a demonstration. We followed them slowly for 15 minutes and maybe even up to 20 minutes. And finally they got to the center of the town where there was a circle turnabout. We pulled over to the right side to try to slip by them when one of them jumped in front of our car and said, stop, pull over. We pulled over knowing how quickly anger could turn into a riot. We decided to try an alternate route. So Mark Coleman, International Field Director for Adventist Frontier Missions, pulled out his phone with a downloaded GPS app, which actually mapped a couple of alternate paths through town. No, really, paths, not streets. So we turned down one of these, and yet the small path we chose actually did take us around the demonstrators, and soon we were on our way again. Thank you, God. Susie's Project and many others like hers need your support and help. If you would like to donate to the Pinjari Project, simply point your browser to afmonline.org and select Missionaries from the top menu. You'll find Susie and Fidel's name there on the list of missionaries. Simply click on the Give button. That's afmonline.org and click on the Missionaries tab. Thank you for your generous support. Susie prays for the Penjari, add your prayers for her and the people she serves.